a fund is the best way for you to scale your business or investments. Welcome to Bullish, where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue. And this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm. All while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington, and welcome to Bullish. So what is a fund? We're gonna talk way basic, fund launch live, fund launch, like what even is a fund? What are we even talking about? All a fund is, is a pool of money. Investors put money into that pool. People like me and you can draw from that pool. We can go make investments, we go buy assets. We'll share a few examples in a minute. Whenever those assets make money, they flow back to the pool and get split between ourselves and the investors. That's it. It's not that crazy. Think about like back in the day, like a blacksmith shop, like in the middle age, hey, we're gonna open up a blacksmith shop. I wanna get some money, put some money in. Whenever the blacksmith shop makes money, we'll just split the returns. That's all really a fund is. It's the most basic sense. Does that kind of make sense? It's not that crazy. So if you've ever heard of private equity, hedge funds, real estate funds, debt funds, credit for they're all funds. We actually helped a lot of people launch these types of funds in our community. Um, so what's the difference then between all of these? So I'll, I'll start with the middle one, real estate funds. It's in the name. A real estate fund is a pool of money and they go and buy real estate. When the real estate makes money, it flows back to the pool and then we split that with ourselves and our investors. It's not that crazy, right? Private equity fund, a private equity fund is a pool of money. Instead of buying real estate, they buy privately held businesses. So they buy a bunch of coffee shops in a region. They go buy a bunch of, I'll actually share a few examples, a bunch of retailers in a certain region. They group them together, group businesses together and then they, whenever those businesses make money, they split the returns. That's privately held businesses. Hedge funds. Those ones are doing public businesses, typically public securities, stocks, bonds, options, Forex. Those are publicly held securities, okay? That's all a fund is. It's not that crazy. Whenever you hear on the news, like this hedge fund manager, private equity, and a lot of us finance, I hate the world of finance because they make these terms so confusing for people to understand. It's really not that complex. They're all structured almost exactly the same. We launched 130 funds last year in all these different categories. Is that making sense? If you're with me, say yes. So um, a few examples. So the big short, anybody seen this movie? Awesome movie, really fun. Uh, all these fund managers, the reason they could short the housing market in 2006, 2007 is because they had a fund behind them. You ever wonder like, man, I wish if I could go back in time, I would have shorted the housing market. Well, the reason they were able to do that is because they had a massive fund behind them. Does that kind of make sense? Um, the reason people can take advantage, and we're talking about economic right now, we're in economic, interesting economic times. We have a bunch of speakers talking about that. The reason they can take advantage of those things is because they have a fund, okay? A great example of, um, of this, a private equity firm. Anybody know Sycamore Partners? Okay, Sycamore Partners. Well, I've, you know, I usually ask this, like nobody raises their hand. I'm like, Do you, have you heard of any of these brands? Did you know they're all owned by the same private equity fund? Kind of crazy. All those brands are owned by the same group, Sycamore Partners on Wall Street, managed about 11, I think 11, $12 billion. That's the world of private equity. Hey, hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Now, as you know, we don't run advertisements on this channel. We just spread this by word of mouth. So if you can, please rate and review the show. If it's benefited your life anyway, please drop that down below. I actually love reading them. I love seeing what people say and share and stuff. So if you guys can, if you've, this show has helped you in any way, shape or form, please rate and review and share this with a friend or two that may benefit their life. We do this just to help more people understand this game that we're playing. Thank you guys so much and we'll get back to the show. You need to understand this game. I mean, it's the biggest game on earth right here. Uh, Blackstone as well. 
Did you know they owned MGM Grand? Now, I know they just exited this, but as of a few months ago, they owned MGM Grand. You guys know that? Oh, and they also owned uh, Mandalay Bay. Oh, and did you know they also own the Cosmopolitan? So you're thinking, you're, hey, I'm gonna, I'll never gamble with the MGM. I'm going to the Cosmo. You're going to the same people. It's the same people that own all of them, okay? They're like, okay, go to the Cosmo. We'd love for you to go to the Cosmo, okay? <laughs> they own all of them. This is the world of funds, okay? These are uh, lists right here. I've done this before for groups, but these are all hedge fund managers right here. And there's some huge numbers next to their name. You have 4.1 billion, 3.2 billion. Now, let's talk about net worths for a second. A net worth, like Elon Musk's net worth, I think this year has dropped like crazy. It goes up, it goes down because his net worth is based on how many shares of Tesla he owns. For example, if, te if their stock price goes up, his net worth goes up, it goes down, et cetera. Does that make sense? That's how a net worth works typically when they report it. These are not net worths on the screen, okay? This is their 2022 earnings alone just from one income source. This is not personal investments. This is not their other portfolio. This is their hedge fund produced Ken Griffin $4.1 billion last year. Pretty wild. To put it in perspective, um, here's a question. Actually, I'm curious if anybody has the answer. You might. If, if I gave out or you gave out $76,000 a day, every day, wouldn't that be kind of fun? $76,000 a day, every day to somebody, you find somebody new on the street, you give them $76,000. How many days or months or years would it take you to hit a billion, one billion? Anybody know? Shout it out. A year? Okay, shout it again. Who else? Four years? $76,000 a day. How long till you hit a billion? 31 years. 31 years. About 31 and a half, you'd hit a billion dollars. When people talk about a billion, my dad is last year. If you talk about a billion, a billion's a lot of money. Imagine if you're, a th anybody 31 years old in here? Right here, a couple people, 31 years old. You gave away $76,000 every day your entire life till this point, that would only be a billion dollars. Ken Griffin made $4.1 last year from one income source. Talk about another world of wealth, right? When I talk about a fund, you need to launch a fund. You need to understand this game of funds. It's the biggest, baddest game in the world. That's why we're here. Yeah? Isn't that kind of cool? Who's in these? Say yes. All right. Um, I'm sick of Wall Street elites controlling everything. We need more of us. That's why we do this. We need more of us cracking into this industry. I'm sick of this only being reserved for the Ken Griffins. I, and by the way, I, Ken Griffin's awesome. Nothing about, wrong about Ken Griffin, but the Ken Griffins of the world. Just controlling everything. People like us need to understand this game. There's a reason we call ourselves the Wall Street Rebels. Wall Street Rebels, people. Ow! There's a reason we call ourselves the Wall Street Rebels because we need to understand this game. And guess what the game they play? It's just a game of funds. Those people that own those other businesses, what they did, and guess what? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they, and we're going to share all, actually all their stories. I've studied all their stories, et cetera. They just started a fund. And they got it bigger, and they got a little bit bigger, and just got bigger, and they... They use this vehicle of funds to do incredible things. Is that kind of making sense? That's why I believe everyone in this room should be considering launching a fund, if not syndication, like right now. Especially when we're talking about 2023 and timing, et cetera, especially right now. 
Last year, the message was, I, I want to start a fund. This year, it's like, I need to start a fund. They say 90% of millionaires were made through real estate. But did you know that over 93% of billionaires are made through private equity or funds? Now, my name is Bridger Payton. I'm the founder of three different investment funds. We help hundreds of people around the world launch and scale their very own funds. Funds like property buying funds, hedge funds, debt funds, private equity funds, venture capital funds, funds that can go out and change the world. So if you're curious about launching your very own fund, we're actually hosting a three-day launch your fund challenge. We're bringing some of the top fund managers around the world, multi-billion and even deca-billion dollar fund managers to come and teach and coach on how to start and scale your very own fund. Now, the best part of this whole challenge, I'm a big believer in decentralizing Wall Street, helping more people understand this education. I was the beneficiary of having a, an amazing dad and brother that both work and manage their very own funds. So we're doing this completely for free. This is a three-day challenge to get your fund, the thesis built to see if and explore around the funds and actually ultimately launch your fund, raise capital and help you figure out this entire game. So if you're interested, click link down below and I will see you guys inside. I'm gonna share an example of how one of our, actually people in our group went from flipping, any house flippers in here that do, I'm sure a lot of you guys have flipped a house or changed houses. He flipped three to four houses a year. Next year flipped 70 houses. I'm gonna share exactly his example, sound good? So this is what he did. I'm gonna summarize you house flippers. I'm gonna summarize your entire job in about 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> here we go. You guys find a house, looks awesome, let's fix it up. We then go and we gotta get money for it. So we go, we get hard money, investor money, bank money, or your own money. We get that money together. We put it into an LLC. We have a little operating agreement, throw the money in. We then go flip the house, we renovate it, do all the stuff. We then make a little bit of money. Yeah, we're making some money, okay? Feeling good on the way to the bank. And then we start over, we find a new house. How'd I do house flippers, are pretty good? It's your whole job in 30 seconds. And it's a good job, you make actually good money. There's good money in house flipping. So this is what I like to call the syndication loop. And by the way, syndications are awesome. I, I, some people keep asking me like, Bridger, are you like anti-syndication? No, syndications are amazing. They're great to build your track record. It's a great way to get some deals under your belt, get going. But this guy, we, this gentleman we talked to, Brent, he was like, hey, I wanna do the next thing. I wanna do more. It's, it's hard to get a economy scale. So we said, hey, what if we set up a fund? So instead of every single deal, you're raising your money, trying to go to the courthouse, calling people Friday afternoon, wire your money in, et cetera, you set up a fund. You raise the money once, you set up the legal documents once, and you can go flip as many houses as you want over and over and over again. That's what he did. So he set up the fund once, money once, and then, ta-da, he went and flipped 70, 70 plus houses in one year. And also, he had economies of scale. So think about this. Do you think you'd win more deals or less deals if you had a fund ready to go versus like syndicating trying to get money in the phone. More deals or less deals? More, right? You think you'd get better financing or worse financing from banks with a fund? Better or worse? Probably better, right? Because you have a relationship, you're doing more deals, you have more capital, you can probably get better interest rates. So all of a sudden, ta-da, he now can do more deals cheaper and he has economies of scale. He can hire multiple crews that go from house to house and he has economies of scale which makes all costs go down. Pretty cool, right? House, is that kind of making sense, that example? Love it. Who with me, say yes. Okay, how this works with businesses. This is actually a true example. This guy calls me. He has a gun store that does $10 million a year, roughly, okay? Selling guns, he's trying, he's like, Bridger, I want to scale. So what do, what's my options? And typically, us, we think the options to scale a business are, <laughs> we call up like Kevin O'Leary types. Hey, I'll give up 20% of my business, put money in, then we'll go scale. And or, I'll get some debt. So I'm gonna go to the bank, I'll get like an uh, uh, SBA loan or a debt loan, et cetera. And that's how we're gonna do it. We have a bunch of debt on the business. It's typically what people think of. And I said, hey, there might be a third option. 
You want to hear what it is? It's called a fund. So this is what we're setting up for him actually right now. So he has a gun store. You set up an outside fund. See how I like separated those? So outside fund, you raise outside capital for this fund. That fund comes in and buys the competitor stores because he wants to go and buy up all of his competitors in a certain region. So you use that fund, you go buy your competitor's stores, and then, hey, guess what? You're pretty good at running gun stores, right? Let's contract you out. Let's pay you a 5% corporate fee to come run the gun stores for us. And you can put your branding, your logos, et cetera. That's what the fund will pay to have you do all this. So ta-da, the fund goes and buys, let's call it six or seven competitor stores. They contract his existing store. They pay him maybe a 5% corporate fee to do that. He now can put his branding and logos on all the competitor stores and essentially controls them. And now he has a monopoly in a whole region of stores. Kind of interesting, right? Now, when those stores make money, the money he pays a 5% corporate fee back to his existing business, it goes back to the fund and they split, let's just call it 80-20 on the returns. And he actually, he's also an owner on the fund. So he makes a 20% split there. He also gets the 5% fee there. Is that kind of making sense? You guys following along? Pretty interesting, right? Um, this, you can do this with businesses. It's kind of funny. If you're with me, say yes. Okay, yeah. chiropractor shops. We have a couple people in, that we've actually met that are doing this. They, uh, they found they can group chiropractor shops together and sell them for a multiple. It's called a roll-up. If you've heard of dental roll-ups where they're buying dental practices together, this is kind of a similar thing. So, for example, this person has a, has a fund. They go buy, let's call it eight chiropractic stores. They put them together. They then package them. They get um, all their overhead down. They get their marketing expense down because they have, again, economies of scale. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ta-da! They can, let's say they buy them for $8 million, a $1 million for a piece. They can turn around and sell them. It takes about 12 to 18 months. They sell them for $12 million. Pretty good. $4 million gain. They split it, let's just say, 80-20. $3.2 million to investors. $80,000 net take home to him. Not bad. Who would like to make $800,000 doing that? Am I the only one? Yeah? Okay. That sounds pretty, I'm like, yeah, that's, that doesn't sound that crazy. Buy eight stores, group them together, sell them in a year to, you know, make that much money. It's pretty cool. Another example, I'm going to go quick through these. Um, this is like, imagine a small diner. In a list. This is actually Arshals and Beaver. I love Beaver. Anybody been to Beaver, Utah? Make some noise for Beaver, Utah! Woo! <laughs> It is like the pit stop between, I live in Salt Lake City, between Salt Lake City and Vegas, you always stop in Beaver because it's just located perfectly for your gas tank. So everyone, it's only, it's like made for just gas stations, the whole town. But there's this, <laughs> there's this little spot called Arshall's, it's got amazing stuff. Um, I actually have a friend that comes in and buys it. So what you would do is you find a, that, you know that local town, they've got the best pies and there's only one location, right? So you come in, you say, hey, why don't we scale you? So you come in with a fund, come buy up Arshall's and then say, hey, we're not, we're not going to be one location. We're going to turn you into 10, 20, 30, 50 locations, et cetera. Again, we'll just split the returns with you as the owners, and we'll go from there. Does that kind of make sense? There's actually a group in Utah called Mercado Partners. Andrew Smith, I, he's been on some of our, you guys seen us, we did a whole episode together. Um, they do this. Anybody heard of Mobetas? Anybody eaten Mobetas before? Awesome restaurant in the West United States. They found Mobetas when it was like two locations. And now I think, I don't know, let's just call them 100 plus locations. They found Swig when they were a small location. They have a bunch of brands. They essentially go to small towns, find the best food in that little small town or that location. They take them and they blow them up like crazy. They're about a $400 million fund right now that does this private equity. Kind of cool. Pretty interesting model, right? Um, now, Bridger, how else does this work? How does this work in e-commerce? Is this okay, by the way? You guys like these examples? Is this okay? Keep going. I think it's cool to just share different examples of how this works in real life. And I hope you guys can take notes and like think through like this could work for me. How this works in e-commerce. This is actually a group in our in Black Card. Um, 200, they raised $250,000. Uh, 
they went out, and I'm going to use rough numbers here, but let's just say roughly 250. They go and buy five Amazon stores for $50,000 a piece, okay? 50,000, 50,000, 50,000, all the way across the board. They group them together. They are good at scaling Amazon businesses. So they, they group them together, et cetera. In a year, those five stores, and you, net free cash flow, let's see my clicker here, $350,000 net free cash flow. So what they do is they actually take the money and return it all back to their investors, plus a 40% return in one year. So investors love it, but they don't sell the assets. They still own all five of those stores, which is about a $3.5 million enterprise value that they now free and clear own because they purchased them. A lot of us think we got to like, I got to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. I got to think of this business. I got to start it. I got to scale it. When in reality, a lot of us can go buy existing businesses and even boring businesses, vending machines, laundry mats, Amazon stores, and make a really good amount of money doing that. Does that kind of make sense? If you're with me, say yes. Okay. Now you might be asking like, why, how are they getting those stores so cheap? Typically, these people that run Amazon stores, they find, they'll, they'll find someone who's 23 years old and just starting out and, hey, you want 50 grand for your store? Dude, 50 grand is, yeah, I want 50 grand. That sounds amazing. I'll take the store and they, you know, they, oh yeah, I exited my business for 50 grand. They can scoop up some really cheap e-commerce assets because that market's not very efficient. There's not a ton of big players there. So they found that they can come in and find these really good deals. Does that kind of make sense? Pretty cool, okay? Now, how this works in stocks, my, my, my hedge fund people, how does this work in your space? Typically, um, we've, we can talk about hedge fund incubators. You guys can start a small fund, but typically, you know, you're trading your own money, let's call it, or maybe friends and family, they're sending like Venmos or wires. All it allows you to do, a fund, allows you to just do more money, yeah? So if you're trading a million dollars, you can now trade 10 million or 20 million. You can do bigger contracts, et cetera, get better deals. 